And we're on. Okay, my name is Andrew Holiday, And I'm Corey Evans. And this is Comedically Correct. So today's episode, we're going to discuss Simone Biles, um, some jokes um, said by uh, comedians. And what was the other story that we were going to cover? Uh, Jeopardy. There was a weird Jeopardy, Jeopardy. story where Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. That's actually something that I've talked about before, and I want to get in on that a little bit. Okay. Jeopardy. Jeopardy is my jam. Jeopardy is like the only reason that you can consider a person like me smart is useless trivia. Uh, me and my girlfriend played drunk Jeopardy a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, depending on the day. It just depends on like how you're feeling. But either when you get a question right, you take a drink. Or when you get a question wrong, you take a drink. It depends on like the day. I like playing uh, if you get a question right, you take a drink. Because I like playing that drinks are rewards. <laughs> uh, a lot of drinking games, drinking is a punishment. And I don't get that. Because if you're playing a drinking game, you like to drink. Yeah. Like you want to get plastered. Like early in the night, drinking games. And then there's late in the night, drinking games where you're like, I don't need any more of this stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, we're adults now. That was the biggest thing in college. Like. I wish someone would have came up to me in college and be like, you understand you actually don't have to drink beer because someone made a ping pong ball in a cup, right? Like you're a grown man. Yeah. And that's, you don't have to do that. You have autonomy, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want to not drink it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just insane to me how many people have to be told that to where it's like, I was trying to help this one dude wanted me to help him build a weird D and D game that he plays with his friends, but it's like a lot of like, it's almost like strip D and D and, and he's a good dude. And he was like, my biggest thing is like, it seems creepy. And like, I don't want it to be creepy. I want it to be like used with good friends. And he's trying to build this and sell it. And he decided the best thing to do is to add a disclaimer in the rules that says, if you don't want to take off a piece of clothing, you don't have to, which is like good, but it's like, you shouldn't have to tell an adult that like, if someone's like, I rolled a seven, take off your shirt and I don't want to, I'll be like, no, yeah. but it's weird how many 45 year olds don't understand they have the ability to do that in certain situations. Yeah. I'm actually surprised, like how many people like just do what people, other people say, like when uh-huh. I caught shoplifters, you'd be surprised how many people just come with you. They, you have no legal obligation. Uh, like other than like, if you're still holding this stuff, they can grab you if you're holding the, their stuff. But yeah, if you just drop this stuff, you can just roll out. Yeah, and do, and there's nothing you can do. No, yeah, like cops can arrest you, like cops can do shit. But like regular, like, but like, you know how many people cannot. Yeah, you know how many people like I just kind of like implied I could grab them, and they're like, all right. Yeah. Then, <laughs> like I would stick my hand out, like I was like about to grab them. Like, and then like, they'll be like, all right, well, let's not let this stuff get crazy. But, yeah. 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 People are stupid. Um, yeah. Let's start with Jeopardy since we're talking about Jeopardy. Yeah. So anyway, I had always wondered this when I was a kid because it annoyed me when people are like, what is garbage? What is, and I was like, you're dumb. Like it's making like the smartest people in the world sound stupid. What is air? What is Amelia Earhart? Like that doesn't even make sense. Like Amelia Earhart's a noun. Yeah. You don't say what is, but um, so it always annoyed me. But it turns out that you don't have to say what is. You just have to put it in a form of a question. It doesn't matter how the form is. 
Yeah, and so I guess this guy, people were getting upset because he used what is for everything. No, he used what's. Oh, what's. So yeah. he'd say, what's Amelia Earhart? And people were getting upset because it should be who's Amelia Earhart or who yeah. is Amelia Earhart. Yeah, and then our what is Amelia Earhart and stuff like that. And yeah, so people were getting upset with him. And it was apparently no rule against it. You just say whatever. Yeah, as long as it's in the form of a question. I really want to know if you had your inflection. Yeah, like. Like Amelia Earhart? Like I'm Ron Burgundy? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's sad. I think it's sad that people care enough about Jeopardy that they like wrote into the show to complain about how someone's answering a question. I think it's weird the type of things that that upset the masses. Yeah. Well, especially like I I forget that there are people that like, you know, our hobby is comedy. Like that's what we yeah. spend a lot of our time doing. There are people whose hobby is Jeopardy. Like that's what they spend a lot of time doing the same way like we look forward to I know I have an open mic on Wednesday and I it's something I look forward to every week. They do the same thing with Jeopardy with the same vigilance. Yeah. It kind yeah. of bumps me out for them. Yeah, like I, I know people that they're like, it's Jeopardy. And then they just won't talk to you anymore. Uh-huh. I was like, I like I like Jeopardy fine. Like I'll I'll sit down and watch it. But somebody somebody on my Facebook posted, Oh my god, Jeopardy's on Netflix. I'm about to die. See you next week. And I was like, Wait, holy shit. What do they mean Jeopardy's on Netflix? I'm sorry. I'm about to be the person you don't like. Jeopardy's on Netflix. Do they mean like all of it's on Netflix? I think there's no way they could possibly put every episode of Jeopardy on Netflix. The servers aren't that big yet. But I think, yeah, there's quite a few episodes of Jeopardy on Netflix. Yeah, but they usually have like one season. That's You can't buy Jeopardy. Like this really is like, (laughs) it's a date night for me and my girlfriend. We'll watch like four or five episodes of Jeopardy. And it's something we really like and look forward to. Uh, but it's hard to find. Like, you can't buy Seasons of Jeopardy. Huh. I didn't know that. I do know that Netflix did have some Jeopardy on it because I remember seeing it on, on there. And then, like, my buddy posted on Facebook. And I was like, dude, what's your problem? Like, you can watch Game of Thrones on HBO Go any day of the week. And you're watching Jeopardy? I If... You know what? I feel like you're attacking me right now. So I like I'm, Jeopardy. Trying to deflect. I like Jeopardy, but like Jeopardy is like one of those things where if it's on during the daytime, I'll watch that over Ricky Lake. Um, shoot, I just dated myself. Um, I'll, I'll I'll watch that over Spring. Is Springer still on? Right? Is that? I, know. I don't think Springer's still on. Is Murray still on? Murray's still on. Yeah. Okay. It's like I'll watch Jeopardy over Murray or whatever. Like if it's on during the day. Like, I, I enjoy Jeopardy just fine. But then, like, you have Jeopardy on streaming when, like, you're putting that up against Raised by Wolves, uh, freaking, freaking uh, Stranger Things. Oh, um, great show. You can watch The Sopranos. You can watch every episode of The Sopranos right but now. Do, are you watching new shit all the time? Sometimes, yeah. Usually. See, I almost never watch new stuff. Like, that's a, that, that takes brain energy for me. Oh, yeah. like, I want to watch a TV show I've seen a thousand times and just shut my brain off. I do that when I'm trying to sleep. 
No, I do that like when I get home from work. It's like I will put on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I, I could almost quote the episode to you, but this does not take brain power for me. Yeah, that, I'm like that with the Community. I love Community. It's such a good show. Love, love Community. I even like the later seasons when they lost Donald Glover. I, I like. I even like the Gas Leak season, even though. Yeah, no, I like that season. I liked all the seasons until they went to Yahoo. I didn't like the Yahoo season, but someone told me to give it another shot. Yeah, I actually recommend giving it another shot because uh, Paget Brewster comes in and like everybody's like, "Oh, is who's Paget Brewster replacing?" She is like uh, Annie, but like on Adderall, and like she's like Annie and Abed, like yeah. together in one character, and it's played by Paget Brewster from Criminal Minds, and she was actually in a pre. This is a joke that I had just realized, and then somebody realized it on TikTok like right afterwards, but um, so. A previous episode, Paget Brewster guest starred just as like a quick little cameo as the IT lady. And then she uh-huh. came in as a different character. Um, and she's one of my favorite characters in the show just for her one season of work there. And they're trying, she's like, I was trying to get a hold of the IT lady, which is her. And she's like, I'm only getting, when every time I call her, I just get static. And every one of my emails gets bounced back to me in Arabic. Like, and <laughs> I didn't get the joke. I just thought, like, oh, that's silly. And then, like, later on, I was thinking, I was like, she's the IT lady. Yeah, that's – community's really good at, like, deep jokes. Uh, oh, yeah. I do uh, – I want to apologize to everyone just because I am teaching a comedy uh, workshop in Lubbock today. And so I'm making uh, a 6 o'clock getaway. So I do feel like we should jump into some Simone Biles. I have a lot of thoughts about Simone Biles. I, I do, too. I just want to say – weren't you weren't we talking about comedy workshops before and like how you like can't like teach comedy no i definitely did not say that because that's a lot of comics think you can't teach comedy i definitely don't think you can teach someone to be dave Chappelle. oh yeah no but like i definitely think you can teach like the basics of comedy the thing i hated and like this is free so i'm doing this for free the thing I've always hated about comedy classes is a lot of people will pitch comedy classes as like, hey, you spend like in Chicago, like there are comedy classes that cost like two thousand dollars and they pitch like, hey, you pay for this two thousand dollars. And then when you're done, you're basically on the fast track to be rich and famous. Yeah, it's like, hey, start start here today. You're you tomorrow. You're Bill Burr. Yeah. Two days and you're so, gonna be like Richard Pryor and and Dave Chappelle had a love child, and that is you. <laughs> See, I hate that. So like I'm not against comedy classes. I'm against false advertisement of like you take this comedy class and you're gonna be someone special, which is just not true. And then I don't like I don't even like comedy classes telling them that they're going to make you funny. That's one of the first things I wrote down. My first thing that I'm going to say is disclaimer. One, I'm not a professional comic, but two, this is not going to make you funny. Like it's just not like it will get you. My goal is to get people who might want to do stand up comedy, but there's a lot of shit. They don't know like how to sign up for it, where to go, what the light means, a whole bunch of shit like that. That like I'm going to be like, here are the basics. Here's like some ways you can come up with ideas for what might be funny. Uh, and uh, like, 
here are three basic joke structures. I should send you the video that Brad Williams sent me because he gave me all this advice on uh, comedy. Uh-huh. And I was very happy to get the video. I very much appreciate it. If Brad Williams, if you're one of our 13 watchers, I appreciate it. That being said, I was very sad because I was like, because he was telling me about like, you know, he's like, just write three minutes of comedy. Once you get that three minutes good, you know, you know, you want to refine it and just, just don't even. And then like, so he was telling me all, all this stuff like that was like for like comedians starting out. And I was like, I mean, like, I'm more than just like a comedian starting. Out. I'm like, again, not like Dave Chappelle, but I'm more than like, you know. Yeah, this the thing I'm doing is targeted specifically towards its introduction yeah. to comedy. Um, but yeah, I get that. And then like, it's also at some point it goes back to the, like not taking off your clothes if you don't want to thing is comedy classes need to be better. Like, here's my advice that I've learned. I might be wrong. You know, like I'm going to be like, I'm a, I'm a school teacher. Like I don't have it figured out or I would not, not be a school teacher if I had it figured what? can you hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Hold on a sec. Let me see if it's okay. yours. It, it came back. I think I'm good. I got you freezing on now. Oh, I'm freezing on you? Hold on a sec. Oh. Let me, uh, let's see. I'm doing my internet speed test. I'm for those of you guys at home. Hope I'll probably edit this out, but if I don't, I apologize. Uh, talking about comedy classes and we're going to talk about Simone Biles for sure in a second. Okay. I promise. Should we do like a hard restart and be like, so Simone Biles now, like, so you can yeah. cut it easier. Yeah, I've we'll got do that. 424 megabytes per second. So it's got to be on your end, man. Oh, okay, I got. I just. I just connected my hotspot. Okay. Cool. Um, my hotspot should be good right now. You don't pay any money for a comedy class um but definitely don't pay over 200 for a comedy class they're not going to teach you that much they are helpful if they're free i really believe that but like going on stage 10 times for free is going to be more helpful to you than taking a comedy class yeah and the other thing is like one of the most important things about comedy is figuring out who you are on stage Mm -hmm. not you know what somebody like tells you like but don't get me wrong like the only person that only people that can give you advice on like stand up are like stand up comedians. Like every now and then your mom might say something accidentally right, but still. <laughs> yeah, you will get a lot of advice from non stand up comedians. And it's it's usually like, just say the stuff your brother says. He's so dumb. People will <laughs> laugh. Yeah. That's my whole family wants me to do jokes called Kyleisms, which is shit my older brother says. I'm just like, no one's going to think Kyle wanting to shoot a man is funny. <laughs> that's just, they're going to think that's sad. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it says something about me that like, I think it's funny. <laughs> he did once. 
I went, my brother's much more redneck than me. And I went with him to buy a new handgun and he bought this handgun and then he took it out as we were walking to my car in the parking lot. And he just like looked at it like a baby. And he was like, this is the kind of gun that makes you want, makes you hope someone breaks into your house. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like these should be illegal. This shouldn't be allowed. Like somebody should be like, nope, yoink. You're one of them that doesn't get it. Yeah, instantly it should be like, <laughs> like here's like here's my thing on the gun debate is like I think that people should be allowed to own guns, but every now and then I'm like, a, but not you. <laughs> I definitely think people should be allowed to own guns. I I I like guns, honestly. I, I do too. Uh, but there is like something to where it's like you. How big is your smile while you're buying it? Yeah, it's like hey. Like, do you have to wear, like, tight pants because your boner's too big? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like, all right. Um, Like, but yeah, like, I'm okay with guns. I'm not okay with everybody that owns a gun. For sure. It's, and then, like, I really am, and I know a lot of people are not going to like this. You don't need that many ARs. Like, I was trying to convince. My friend and my brother is, it was my best friend growing up. Him and my brother are close now because they're just gun nuts. And he was showing me like his 15 guns. And I was like, dude, there's you. There's your wife. There's your 10-year-old son and your five-year-old daughter. Like, even if all of y'all are double fisting guns, you still have like 12 guns left over. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like Corey says this now, and then in the zombie apocalypse, he's gonna look so dumb. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> look dumb because even if there's a zombie apocalypse, if you have 15 guns and eight hands, there's nothing you can do with those other seven guns. You can trade the other guns for goats. Guns for are gonna goats? be yeah, for goats. Okay, yeah, the guns. Okay, you're talking about using guns as currency. I was only thinking about them in a defensive capacity. Yeah, I mean, like guns, guns are super effective. If there's a light breeze and your papers are blowing away, gun. <laughs> so you think guns and goats are going to be about worth the same amount on the market? It's like, here's a shotgun. I want. No, to- I think guns are going to be way less valuable than goats. <laughs> you can I eat agree. a goat. You can milk a goat. Like, I mean, goats are a lot. Goats can be your friend, can be your girlfriend. I don't know. If, but yeah, a lot of, lot of different purposes for goats. I guess if you're into, I mean, like if there's a zombie apocalypse, no one's going to be like really that concerned with bestiality. (laughs) The dead are coming back. Like we're not going to, we're not going to talk about Kyle today. Yeah. Like literally if I'm like, if a zombie apocalypse is happening and I walk by someone having sex with their goat, I'm going to be like, ew, gross. But like, I'm not going to tell them to stop it. It's like, you do you, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know what? There's not a lot to smile about today. (laughs) (laughs) so anyway Simone Biles finally okay Simone Biles (laughs) speaking of the goat Simone Biles oh good yeah hey anyway Simone Biles uh one of uh (laughs) the most decorated uh Olympian female Olympian or actually Olympian uh gymnast of all time one of the most decorated Olympians of all time I think she's just the most de- decorated female gymnast, which sounds really yeah. weird, but there are gymnasts who have more Olympic medals than her. 
but like when you go like Olympic and world championship medals, she blows everyone out of the water. Yeah. I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, technically this Russian chick has nine. So yeah, I'm getting out yeah. ahead of it. Yeah. And I don't even know if Russia is still a country in the Olympics. Technically, I think it's like probably not people that go to Russia anyway. Um, so horrible PR, by the way, let me just say right there. I think that there's like a lot of confusion about what happened with the Simone Biles thing. And I think that there's like a lot of opinions that are frustrated Uh with it. And I think that, so first off, there was like, they said that there was a leg injury. So, okay. So she got the twisties, right? Sure. Right. And I've never heard of that before. That sounded like something that was made up. It's it's such a sweet, silly name, and it is actually very dangerous, but I'd never heard of it before either. Yeah, but I guess it, it's like a mix of like uh, vertigo and anxiety, something like that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's from what I understand, me and Andrew both heard of this recently. recently. <laughs> but from what I understand, basically what the twisties is, is when you are doing gymnastics and you're dismounting and you have to really watch Olympic gymnastics to understand this. These, this is like someone backflipping two or three times in the air and twisting like a full body rotation twice in the air. Like these are not like your little kids gymnastics. These are the best gymnasts in the world. And basically what can happen is you get disoriented. And at that point, like you don't twist enough or you don't flip enough. And so like Simone Biles went up, said she got the twisties did not, she was supposed to do another full rotation, did not, and was like, and then landed on her knees instead of her feet. And basically the way that they explain it, from what I understand, is when you're up there and you're twisting and you're upside down, like it's kind of like you get disoriented, you get a little bit of vertigo and you stop controlling your body at that point. And so like you're telling your body to twist, but it's not. And then like the thing that's very dangerous about that is one, it's dangerous in general, but after that happens, it's very terrifying. I'm sure. And then it kind of like gymnastics is supposed to be kind of, you step out of your mind and you let your training and body take over, but like that has now failed you. And the anxiety can be very dangerous because you're thinking too much when you're doing it. Does that sound about right? That sounds, that's actually a better explanation than I heard, but yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so um, I have two problems with the story. I understand some of the frustration from fans and stuff like that. Like when you want to see the best athlete perform, uh-huh. you want like, and that's what you're there for. I understand that frustration, but, and the PR about it was really bad because they started off with saying there was a leg injury and then they said that she just wasn't having fun and that's i think what made people mad it was like oh you're not having fun (laughs) i did not hear anything about not having fun that is terrible pr yeah and then um and then uh the first time i heard she had the twisties i seriously thought it was a joke yeah that sounds like a joke i was like well she just had a case of the twisties 
thing. Yeah, that sounds like some dude who's commentating and like trying to make fun of her. He's like, poor baby had a case of the twisties. I did not know yeah. it was a real thing, but it's a real thing with gymnasts. Yeah. So, well, and it's actually kind of funny, like hearing people with like very like uh, deep professional voices say, and Simone Biles had a case of the twisties. And you're like, I'm, I'm you just getting, sound goofier. Oh, you're not I'm hearing me? Like, you sound like a robot. You're cutting out a whole lot. Sorry. Hold on. No, you're fine. My, my internet should be good right now. All right. But yeah, it, it, can you hear me okay now? Yeah, you're perfect now. Yeah. I'm sorry about the audio in this episode. I'm going to try to clean it up in post. Anyway, so, so knowing that now, and like if we knew at the beginning, like things were going to go that way. Yeah. Um, I can I understand where she's coming from, but like the original thing, like when you see like an athlete at the top level who just, I didn't feel like it, like that's kind of what I think a lot of people thought initially. And I think that's where a lot of the upsetness came from is when she's like, well, I'm not having fun right now. That's what they thought was happening. Sure, but I think that's a stupid thought. Like you don't become the best at what you do by not having a competitive mindset. Like, no matter, like, anyone at the top of a sports world, like, is not going to not compete on the biggest stage in the world because they don't feel like it, unless something is seriously wrong. Yeah. Like, honestly, I mean, even the more I read about it with Simone Biles, the more I was like, oh, yeah, this makes even more sense. But honestly, Simone Biles being the best gymnast in the world, if she came out and she went, I can't do it right now and I can't explain why. To me, I'd go, that's perfectly okay. Because, like, for someone with that kind of competitive attitude to say, you know what, I'm going to step down from the biggest stage in the world, from something that I've dominated for a long time, and I'm not going to compete. I think she has built a reputation. She has spent years of her life building this to go, like, you know what, something's fucked up. Yeah. Simone Biles say, says that she's not going to do it. Something fucked up real bad. Yeah, and the, the thing is with gymnasts, so, uh, their prime is only like five minutes. So I don't think that I, – I, I doubt that it was – like I'm not having fun. Like I just don't want to do this. Like I don't think it was that. But – Yeah, and like you all mm-hmm. – There's also a lot of abuse with gymnasts. Like – Oh, yeah. I mean, like there was the very famous I mean, there was the famous uh, or I'd rather say infamous like sex scandal, molestation scandal. I don't know what to call it. It's very sad. I'm not trying to fucking cheapen it. Yeah. Uh, um, Larry Nassar. Yeah. And like and I mean, just like hundreds of girls that he was molesting and sexually abusing. Well, yeah, like, and not that like and those girls still made it to the Olympics and managed to like imagine all that shit going on and still making it. Yeah, and I mean Simone Biles was one of those girls. Like I I mean I'm not I'm not giving anyone excuses, but I'm saying with the history that we know of abuse in gymnastics, like Simone Biles is very mentally tough. She is not someone who gets a little sad and opts out of the Olympics. Like she is one of the greatest athletes of our generation. Like 
And like you could argue like the greatest athlete of our generation. So I, I agree. There's That's bad Joey PR Chestnut. there. Shut up. Joey Chestnut all the way. I don't know who the fuck Joey Chestnut is. The world hot dog eating champion. Okay. Well, second, he he's clearly first. He's clearly yeah. he's got it. He's he's in the seat. But like yeah. when you're arguing who's second, like Simone Biles is a good argument. I I, I would agree. Simone Biles. And Joey Chestnut has it. He's he's got the chair. He's in it. <clears throat> yeah. Like he has the iron throne. Just gotta try to take the throne away from him. Watch the throne, Joey. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, um I uh like I I do I do appreciate like that people actually care about the Olympics enough to get upset. I it bothers me when like I see people that like I'm like, you guys don't give a shit about the Olympics. And you're upset about something that you don't care about anyway. Like I've noticed that like from like a lot of like people that I'm like, I don't think that it's like, I'm pretty sure you don't care about the Olympics. Like, I I don't see you constantly hosting like, and yeah, celebrate our victories, mourn our losses, whatever. Um, not mourn, but, um, it's, it's this weird mindset that we're in. I do think that when the way that the PR came out initially, I do think that a lot of people were and are still confused about like, they were like, Oh, she just doesn't feel like it. Cause that's what a lot of people I've, I saw like the sentiment was like, Oh, she doesn't feel like it, which wasn't the case. She had a very goofy sounding twisties. All right. And yeah. uh, <laughs> a horrible. Well, so like, was there, well, here's, Sorry, you're Go on. you're still a little robotic. I'm, I, I, I was going to ask you, uh, was there that really? Because like, here's the thing. One, I do keep a pretty liberal Facebook. I would say eighty percent liberal, twenty percent conservative. I didn't see much of anyone complaining about Simone Biles. I almost felt like the hatred towards Simone Biles was being uh, made up a little bit. Like the only people I saw like talking shit about Simone Biles were people that were kind of well-known for being idiots. Oh, like, yeah, there was, I mean, there, there was a lot of that. Um, I keep a pretty diverse Facebook uh, uh-huh. intentionally. Um, for a long time, actually, before, um, before I got um, sick with the, the mumps, um, I just, – just the mumps this week. We'll keep it simple. It's the mumps, yeah. Mumps. But anyway, before I got uh, the mumps, and I actually never realized that I actually had an anxiety disorder. But it turns out, like, when I was playing baseball, every now and then I would have an anxiety attack when I was, like, particularly when I was batting. Uh-huh. And it may have been better for me to, like, just kind of, like, tell the teams, like, hey, guys, I'm not good to go today. But, I mean, like, you, you also, like, have this, like, well, your team needs you. You need to step up. Um but I would have anxiety attacks too. And I didn't know that I was having anxiety attacks. I had no idea. So I do think that having mental health in the spotlight is good just in general. I agree. And, but yeah, like there was quite a bit of um, stuff on Facebook, Twitter of people saying like, okay, it's like, you know, um, I didn't save anything. I should have saved some stuff for you. But the thing is, like, if you're playing baseball or even basketball and, like, you have a mental breakdown and you suddenly can't play your game, 
like, let's say your game gets cut 50% because of your mental health. Like your ability gets cut 50% because of your mental health. Like you're going to lose a baseball game or a basketball game in gymnastics. If you suddenly lose 50% of your ability, even if it's because of mental health, you're going to break your neck. Like you're going to die. That's true. There, there there've been some very serious gymnastic injuries. Um, actually plenty, uh, sports injuries in general. Uh, this is something that uh, uh, Kevin Love received a lot of criticism for initially before they realized that it was a anxiety attack that he had. He had an anxiety attack in the middle of a game. And that's back when he was still playing with LeBron and Isaiah Thompson um, mm-hmm. on Cleveland. He had an anxiety attack in the middle of the game and he just left the game and everybody's like, there, there wasn't an injury. And he caught a lot of flack about that before they found out that it was anxiety related. And the thing is, people were still saying like, well, you need to step up for your team. You can't worry about yourself. And I kind of agree with that to some point, but at the same time, like if you're actively hurting your team, because we see players all of a sudden, like great players just have these weird over games yeah, where they can't hit anything, basketball, uh, baseball, like they're just making mistakes like crazy. And we don't know, we don't know what's going on in their head. I don't want to say that something's happening. That's not happening necessarily. But it could be something like that. I know that if I knew I had anxiety and was taught tools to deal with it, my baseball career would have been much better. Like, um, so on that hand, yeah. But at the same time, like you want stone cold killers, like cold ice blood people to be in the top levels. Yeah. And they're the ones that are gonna gonna be there. So if they're the ones telling you, they're not good. You kind of have to listen to them. Yeah. I agree with you. It's very, because it's easy to say like my liberal mind to say like, well, mental health is the same as physical health. Uh, So, but like, I don't know, like with, with Simone Biles, I'm, I'm, I think Simone Biles mental health, had a big impact on the chances of her physical health declining rapidly with like her mental health could have caused something that could have killed her. So like, this isn't necessarily about Simone Biles, but it is like part of being a high, like high profile NBA star is being able to have all the pressure on you. There's three seconds left. You have to knock down these two free throws. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I really don't know like where to go with that yeah. because I, I do think mental health problems are a real sickness. Like I do think depression is something that like you have and you don't control and it happens to you. But then like, I don't know. I feel like you have a little bit more control over mental health than physical health. Like I, you can't outthink, you can't make a, if, if you have cancer, if I have cancer, I have lung cancer. I can't decide not to die necessarily. Like, you know, like I, I have mind over I, matter. Yeah, the, maybe. The I don't people know. With the positive outsets do do better, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that's fucked up too. Cause then it's like, cause I hear people all the time, like talk about like, Oh, if you have cancer, you can't lose your fighting spirit. But like, then like 
that's almost like telling someone whose dad died of cancer, like, dude, your dad gave up on you. And it's like, no, sometimes cancer just kills people. Yeah, I, I, that's like a, that's like a bear attack thing. Like, um, I agree with you, but I also think that, like, you, you have to tell people that, like, not giving up is, because if you give up on yourself, like, the game's over. Yeah. So it's, it's I, one of those things where, yeah, I think, I think you're right a little bit, but that's not what they're saying specifically when they're saying like, don't give up. Like they're not talking about your dad who died of cancer. They're talking about maybe their dad that survived cancer. Like, sure. It's, I think it's just like, I think it's one of those things that has good intentions, but like when you really put it under the spot, like I really hate people telling kids they can do anything. They can be anything when they grow up. Like, and that sounds terrible. I'm a teacher, but like, because 95% of kids, when you tell them you can be anything when you grow up, that's telling most of my boys in my school that they can be NBA players or NFL players. And the thing is, it's just like, that's not true. Like, I, I mean, I used to like practice basketball eight hours a day. Like, and I mean, not just like, I'm going to go out and play eight hours a day. It's like, I would do shooting drills by myself. Like, and yes, I got really good at basketball. But, like, I never could have made the NBA. Like, there's not, like, you could have doubled my practice time. You could have tripled my practice time. At the end of the day, I am a five foot seven guy who was given subpar athletic, maybe a little above subpar athletic ability. Like, I wasn't going to make the NBA, period. And yeah. so, like, I, I think when you go with stuff <coughs> like that, it's like, <coughs> I do think like if you work hard and you put your mind to it, you can be successful no matter what. Yeah. It's true. Well, it's a uh, talent over work. I think you need a little bit of both. Like you need to work like the most talented guy in the school. There were, there were kids that I played with that were extremely talented baseball players, way more talented than me that just uh-huh. didn't care. And I wonder where they would have been if they had my work ethic. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then like you had me work my ass off and I'm like, well, you know, but maybe I'm just not that good. I think work beats talent for sure. But I think work and talent obviously beats either one by itself. Yeah. It's like basketball. Like as far as basketball went, I had a lot of work ethic. I did not have a lot of talent. So there were people who were more talented than me who I was better than. But then it's like when you get down to like this person's very talented and they work their ass off. Like, you know, if you're not born with one, you can't get one. But it is very sad when you see someone with talent just not work hard at it. I was playing at the Y and I told a kid like I was like, hey, AI, put play some defense. And then he just took the whole thing as a compliment. He's like, (laughs) that's right. He's like, I'm AI. And I was like, oh, fucking stay. Get in front of somebody. I don't even care if they're on our team at this point. It's very frustrating when you're making fun of someone. They don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a a comic here that everyone calls the prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) Being a dick to him and it's gone to his head and it bums me out. (laughs) Because I'm just like, dude, come on, man. You got to do. I there's there there was a lady. Um. Okay, I, I can't use the names, but anyway, um, there was a lady who 
another lady was give, just giving her good advice. She's like, but she was like saying like, keep your nose out of other people's business, but she didn't say it like that. She's like, you don't need to make other people's problems your problems. You know, you can just let them be. And then she's like, she was like almost like kind of doing it. I was like, and then so like the lady took the whole thing as a compliment. She's like, well, you know, I, I do that just because I care so much. And then I was like, no, she's telling you to keep your shit. Like you're causing problems. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I wanted to tell her, I was like, no, she's, she's telling you that you're causing issues. Like you're causing problems. She's just trying not to cause problems while she's telling you to stop causing problems. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that like some people are like, so it's a Dunning-Kruger effect. I think that's what it's called. Like they're, they're too dumb to know that they're dumb. I think there's some benefits to being dumb. Like going back to like sports, I think like if you're a field goal kicker and you have to nail this last field goal to win the Super Bowl, I think you want a dumb kicker in there. Oh yeah, that doesn't have like any of the weight of the world on him. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like it's just a regular game to him. Yeah, he's just like I kick the ball, and that's all I do. And it's like <laughs> he's gonna go kick the ball, and it's gonna be just like normal, and that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are so many benefits to being dumb. We're on the fifty-yard line, so kick a little further this time. All right. Did you see the tennis player who was uh, criticizing Simone Biles? No. Oh, dude, it was my favorite thing. So like. <laughs> Simone Biles, the whole thing happens and this tennis player like comes out and I don't have the exact quote, but it, he said something that was basically like, unfortunately, part of being a high level a- athlete is dealing with the pressure and getting over it and not letting the pressure like overcome you and was criticizing her. And then his next tennis match in the Olympics, he like broke three rackets and like broke one racket and threw it into the stands and then drew, like withdrew from his doubles match because he just had a mental breakdown. So maybe, maybe he was right. It's like didn't have it. Also, like you shouldn't like once you break a rack, it becomes a, a weapon and you threw that into the crowd. Yeah, it's it was insane. It's <laughs> my favorite thing. Like he was trying to like be like, look, I'm fucking awesome and I don't let the pressure get to me. And it's like, dude. You just crumbled under pressure. You sack a shat. Like, here's the thing. Like, being third in the world at a sport is amazing. If you're the third best tennis player in the world at a sport, that's really impressive. If you're third best at anything and anything, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're third best at tennis, you can't talk shit about the first best at gymnastics. Yeah. Like, and that's what he was doing. And it's like, fuck you, dude. I'm glad you had a mental breakdown. I hope he never, I hope he just never recovers. Yeah. That's not true. I hope never, never plays, never fine. plays again. Well, I, I am the first or second best at surviving on ECMO, but I, it, I, it would just feel mean to be like talking shit to other people that didn't, that aren't as good. That'd be mean. Nah, scratch that. Anyway. Um, All right, we got eight minutes. Do you have any comedy things, or I can bring up one more thing? It's not going to be super crazy. Well, it will be crazy, but it's not going to be super funny. Okay, uh, I'm going to link a GoFundMe to my very good friend, little uh, baby Madison. I'm going to link that. Uh, just a quick announcement, so we don't lose time for that. And then, uh, what's your thing? Oh, my thing was just going to be like, I feel like we should talk about COVID a little bit. Yeah, I know it's not the most fun thing to talk about on a news thing, but I would feel weird doing a news thing 
without yeah. like looking at what is happening with like I mean like hospitals are reaching a hundred percent again. Shit's going down. I'm not gonna be able to watch my like I'm not gonna be able to go into my fucking like nephew's heart surgery, probably because people won't wear a damn mask. Yeah. So the thing and I've I've said this in a bunch of interviews already. We have an opportunity as Americans to help each other out. And just wearing a mask, like I I get that you have a right, you have your own autonomy. You have a right to not wear that mask. But you have a choice and that choice should be to help and protect other people. If you're not worried about personally getting COVID, that's fine. But understand that if you get it, there's a very good possibility and a chance that you'll give it to other people. Well, and I don't think most a lot of people realize wearing a mask doesn't really protect you that much. Not as much as I think that some people think for sure, but it definitely helps. But wearing a mask protects you from infecting other people if you have it. Like that's the point of wearing the mask. It's the point of wearing a mask is not to keep yourself from getting COVID. It's to keep yourself from giving other people COVID if you happen to have it already. Yeah. And so I think people think wearing a mask makes them look like pussies, but it's like, that's not a fear thing for me. Like when I wear a mask, it's not like I'm scared. I'm going to get COVID. It's if I happen to have COVID, I want to make sure I'm not giving it to other people. I want to protect these other people. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many arguments I've been on online about it. And like, I don't even tell them like, I was like, well, I can tell you at least one person that was young that got sick. Um, But um the side effects for the vaccine although are are serious and stuff to pay attention to they're not they're the worst aren't as bad as actually getting covid um the johnson johnson vaccine um shows very little side effects as well um so there's a lot of different things that we can do to keep ourselves safe to keep our community safe and we have an opportunity to help each other. And I don't know why, like, I don't know why we're not looking at it like that. Yeah. It really kind of bummed me out about like America and Texas. And I, I really have a lot of American pride and a lot of Texas pride, uh, which is weird coming from a liberal. I feel like most liberals uh, kind of ha- like have some shame, but I'm like, no, I, I think America is a great country, best country yeah. on earth. But it's like, it's hard for me to say that seeing like a bunch of people decide like, you know, like, look at, like, World War II happened, and, like, overnight, like, we were like, you know what, this used to build cars, fuck that, it builds tanks now, like, people said, like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna eat less, because, like, my country needs me to do this, and so, no, no one came and said, you're not allowed to eat this much anymore, it's not about freedom, it's about sacrifice, and saying, like, no, this is what my country needs to survive, this is what my country needs me to do. This is the sacrifice I'm making for my country so it can thrive. And they did it gladly. And like companies shut down factories and repurposed factories. And it's like, we haven't seen much of that. We haven't seen people willing to like sacrifice, not even like their well being, but just like, like wearing a mask isn't that big of a fucking deal. It's like, really even not. If, even if you don't think masks work. Like going like, you know what, if someone told me like, 
hey, we didn't do the research, but there's a 10% chance that masks are going to stop the virus. If everyone wore a mask, there's a 10% chance the virus would stop. Then it's like, then we should all still wear masks. Even if it's just 10%, like that's not a big sacrifice. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, I'm wearing a mask. Like there's benefits to it too. Like you forgot to brush your teeth. You put on a mask. No one fucking knows except you. Like I kind of miss mask. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's some bad parts. Like you think you're going on a date with Katana and it ends up being Melina. And um, there's, there's a small select people, few group of people that are going to get that joke. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like it's, it, it's an opportunity for us as Americans to kind of stick together. I don't know. That's, that's like a problem that I have. Like I'm, I'm definitely a left-leaning person, but I don't like, I don't like labeling myself. I don't like labels. And I've talked about this before on the show. I don't understand uh, the shame that we have as Americans right now. Like I understand that like America like has some very checkered history, but America oh. also has like some very heroic history as well. Like, I mean, like we own the good and the bad. Like that's yeah. all of us. So like, yeah, like the bad things that happen, that's us. The good things that happen, that's us. Uh-huh. And it, at some point, like it's ours, whether we like it or not, not. And it's the only thing that we have. So, I mean, like embrace it, love it, hate it, but you know, it's ours. And so it's weird when like um, people that reap the benefits, like, I don't know, it, it, it bothers me. Um, but then like, this is something that we should probably spend more time on next time, but you actually have to leave here in a second. Yeah. Can, can we actually go back to your GoFundMe? You really went over that, but it's something that oh. I know you care a lot about. And uh, I was uh, very touched by, so like I do, I would like to end the episode talking a little bit more about that, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Madison, she's two years old. Um, she got her lung transplant. She has, she's also a double lung transplant, just like me. Um, she uh, lives in Nora's home, or she used to live in Nora's home. She uh, just base, uh, just went back home. She has a new baby sister as well. Um, so, you know, um, her mother, uh, because she was sick, hasn't been able to work for this last year and um, has to juggle two babies, work, stuff like that. So um, we got her to set up a GoFundMe, and we've been sharing that and stuff like that. Uh, Madison... Uh, and we're going to, I'm going to share the link in the description down below. Um, adorable little baby. Very, very good friend of mine. She um, also might uh, might talk to ghosts because she points at stuff that's not there all the time. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want to get away. We don't want this gift. We got to, we got to nurture this ghost talking gift. Yes. Yes. And um, she likes elephants as well. I, I like elephants. So. Yeah, she's she's good good people. And when I met her, she couldn't walk. Like she she'd been sick her whole life. So and now she's walking. So it's actually kind of cool seeing her walk and stuff like that. So she's very small for a two year old. She's she's like she's almost a, she's like the size of that Yoda, a little bigger than that Yoda. Uh huh. So yeah. And so we're gonna put the GoFundMe link in the episode notes. Uh, yes. The episode comments. I'll post it on my Facebook, Corey Evans. I'm you've posted it several times already. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
I, I, I just, I didn't want, you seem to skip over that. And I know you're very, uh, you yeah. have a lot of emotions about that. And I didn't want to skip over that. Ah, thank you. Um, okay. And uh, it is 601. You have to go uh, I, teach people yeah. to be funny. Do my best. Yes. yes. <laughs> the world's counting on you. I know. I know. All right. Well, I'm Corey Evans. And I'm Andrew Holiday. Sorry for wasting your time. Yes. All right. Thank you. And have a great day. Bye. Bye.